So, Dallin, get better. We hope that you're not going to die of the flu. If you're listening, buddy, get better soon. Um, we also have, instead, we're going to have a good, awesome, bad dating story from Becca, Rebecca Denny. She is staring at me right now, and she looks really happy to be here. So we're happy to have her in just a little bit. We also have our entertainment segment, My Oh Maya, coming in. And she's going to be talking about the new Disney Plus streaming service. And that's going to be pretty exciting. I'm actually really excited to talk about that. And that to finish off, we have the band Kipper Snack calling in. And we're going to talk about their music. And we're really excited to have them on the show. So we got a... We got an awesome show today, guys. So be sure to stay in, locked in, ready, seatbelts buckled, ready for a fun ride. Uh, but for the news this week, we actually had a, there was a lot of things that happened, a Disney Plus streaming service. Um, but the one thing I wanted to talk about real fast is the Steelers-Browns NFL fight that happened. Um, I think, I don't remember what day it was on, but holy cow, I have never seen anything like this in my entire life to where a fight got so nasty. So what ended up happening is that um, this, uh, the Browns rusher, Miles Garrett, went for the Steelers quarterback. He It was getting a little bit ruffled, you know, and he ripped off the quarterback's helmet and beat him across the head with a football helmet. I've never seen this ever in the history of sports, a fight that had gotten so gnarly, it was intense. And what ended up happening is they did a slow-mo. And, and you know, usually slow-mos with injuries are not fun to watch. But you just see this helmet knock that guy around the head. He didn't go unconscious. Luckily, the quarterback was able to keep his feet. But, oh, my goodness gracious, what anger that guy had toward that man. I, You know, a lot of people were like, how does one get so angry to rip off someone's helmet. I mean, but I played football in high school, and sometimes there was some heated, heated plays, and you just get so passionate in the play. But regardless, still not acceptable. Um, the Both teams got fined $250,000. And not to mention, um, the player that did rip off that helmet, Miles Garrett, got an indefinite um, suspension um, from the NFL, and his pay is gone. Several other players got pay cuts as well. And that just, man, just one simple action just ruined that guy's career. It just is crazy. But if you guys want to go ahead and check that play out, I might share it on Facebook uh, just so you can actually see the horror of this. But definitely something people need to watch out for. But, yeah, that's kind of the crazy news segment I wanted to share with all of you guys today. Be sure to check that out. I think you can easily Google it and find it on YouTube. that's what I did. My roommate actually told me about it. I did not see it live, but I bet it was insane to watch that go through. But right now in the studio, we actually have Dr. Ziegbenberg with us. How you doing, doctor? Doing great. Glad to be here. It's glad we're glad to have you. Um, how did you did you find luck finding the studio? Well, you went out and found me in the hallway, so okay. that was good. That was good because I was wondering where you were, but then I saw you sitting there reading newspaper, so you were. You look comfy. I was reading about the Aggies winning with that field goal. Oh, yeah. That was a big game, wasn't it? I really loved that game. They beat Wyoming. What was the final score on that? Fresno. Oh, it was Fresno. That was the basketball game. No, you just said field goal. I thought they played Wyoming this week, but I guess I was wrong. But that was an exciting game. That was a very exciting game. 
So, um, Dr. Ziegenberg, I know you by Russ. Is it okay if I call you Russ? Absolutely. Okay, Russ. Thank you. Because I... I've always been calling you Russ for a while, so we'll just keep calling you that. <laughs> so what exactly do you do? You, we, we, I said to the audience that you help people with um, pornography addiction. So what exactly do you actually do with that? Right now I run two groups in town. Okay. So they meet each meets for an hour and a quarter. Mm-hmm. And we have a manual we use as well as some online videos that people can access. Okay. We try to teach them some skills. Oh, really? So what? So why exactly? Why do you think people struggle with pornography in general? Because a lot of people are really confused about um, pornography addiction and maybe the type of stereotype of, of men or women that watch this. And why do you think people view pornography? Well, you know, people get started when they're young because it seems exciting. Of course, human beings have sexual drive. And when people are young, they don't realize what they're creating. You know, most people that I talk to start when they're 10 or 12 or 14. And what happens over time is they start to learn to use pornography to deal with their emotions. So if they get stressed, yes, they get stressed, they get bored, they get depressed, they'll subconsciously want to use because it distracts them. Quite the same way people might drink to deal with emotions. Really? That's so interesting because usually I, I always thought that when people used pornography, they were just like using as, as some sort of recreational entertainment. And so some people look at those people looking as entertainment like, ew, you're gross. But this is a whole new concept that a lot of people probably don't even realize. Yeah, even people that are addicted don't realize. So how do you help people with this? Like you, you realize that they have emotions. So how do you, uh, how do you help them? Well, we teach them first to become aware of their emotions and to meet their needs in uh, more positive ways. So, for instance, if someone's bored, it'd be a lot better to go out and play some sports, read a book, do some art, talk to their friends, than look at pornography, which eventually um, creates problems in their lives. Mm -hmm. It it makes people feel kind of depressed. It creates bad feelings, and then, of course, it's very disadvantageous for relationships uh, because you start looking at relationships as being about lust and not about love Mm -hmm. i think that's the that's a huge indicator right there is that you're being totally misplaced on what your feelings are so with people that are struggling with this why i mean obviously that's one huge reason is that huge turnaround of what you view as love and lust but why would people with an addiction to pornography want to seek help and why would they want to get aid from from a program like well, yours. because they know they notice they just have mood problems. They don't feel good about themselves. They mm-hmm. notice that it impairs relationships. It doesn't work in any way whatsoever. Okay, there's nothing good about it. So, what would you? So, you have this program. How often do you guys meet to help people with this problem? We meet weekly. You meet weekly. Okay. So, what exactly does your meeting entail? Like, how do you specifically handle? So, you say you deal with a lot with emotions with your groups what do you what do you do in your program to help with that well we have 12 principles we try to teach people and so each week we'll cover one of those principles and talk about how they can implement it in their life Mm -hmm. and then people share their story what they're going through and get support from the group Oh wow! So this is this a free program, or do people have to charge to pay? Something? My my groups are free. Oh wow! So you spend how many free hours of your week doing this? Not to mention the creation of your videos that you have on YouTube. 
Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't take too much time because I just do the two groups for the most part. But I do presentations around town. And oh, that's nice. I'm always working on something new. So what made you invested to create a free program to help pornography addiction? Well, I think it's good to give back. And um, I started doing this uh, with the groups about 10 years ago. I just found I was having some success in my individual counseling at the agency where I worked. And uh-huh. So I wrote the manual first. Oh, you wrote an entire manual. Yeah. Wow. So what, what's your manual called? The Next 12 Steps. Okay. Is there is there a way people can access this manual? Like, is it for purchase on Amazon or? You can get it on Amazon. It's probably it's a little cheaper on my website. Go to www.recoveryLDS.com. Okay, and it's going to be right there. The videos are on YouTube now, so you can get those for free and oh. just use my name. My name's a little hard to spell. S E I G E N B E R G. So you do Siegenberg and then step one or step two, whatever you want to look up. Okay, okay. So with the so you have the manual, you use that in your class. What is um what it's a little scary to go to a meeting like this, I would assume, because you, know, you have this problem, you're worried about people judging you probably. What would you say to people that are wanting to seek help in recovery but are really terrified of going to a program like this? You know, that is common. I think most people won't go to a group. I mean, maybe, I don't know, 20% or less will go. But really? it's valuable because if you're just – on your own you feel like you're the only one you don't get any support and you can learn a lot from other people as well as learning the material so I think it's really being dedicated to change and people start feeling yeah the first group they'll probably be tense but by the second or third group they start to relax they enjoy the socialization and the support and they'll see it as a good thing so I just think kind of making yourself go a couple of times and so you know what it's like versus assuming you won't enjoy the experience. Okay. So what does a typical meeting look like? So people can kind of get an idea of what, they're, what they would go into if they, if they went. So we start with having people uh, take turns sharing how their week has been. And we, we have certain goals for, for the group. And so people might share how they're managing their emotions, how long they've been sober, um, what they've learned. And we have a pretty good format for that. And the sharing part of the group takes about a half an hour. Okay. And then we'll read some segments from the manual and, and just have discussions. So it's a lot of fun. I, I like being there all the time still. Wow. I think that must be really nice to kind of have people be able to talk about their week and their personal struggles. And also what you said to see other people that are struggling and to see how they're fighting with that. It must be really, really beneficial and helpful those people to be there and to see that yeah I, I see people that will come regularly seem to get a lot of benefit out of it oh wow so how what is the best way for people to contact you if they want to participate in a program like this to help or if they know someone that needs help well we have the group over at logan hospital in classroom two on uh, tuesday night at seven thirty, so they can come there so that'll be tomorrow well, yeah, so they can come tomorrow. <coughs> Excuse me. No, it's okay. I'm coffee too. I've been, my voice sounds way different this morning. So. <coughs> they can also email me at visionbooks at comcast.net. I'd be glad to respond to them. Okay. 
And it's usually very discreet, I would assume, that people would keep information. I mean, if you well, absolutely, in totally confidential, and we we instruct all the members of the group to make sure that they keep things confidential, and we haven't had any problems with that. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Do you have any um, any uh, things that you'd like to say to an audience? right before we head out and move on because I'm pretty sure maybe you have any last minute thoughts of you want to give about the program or well you know I think people should just take it seriously it's not going to go away unless you take charge of it the longer people go the worse uh, the addiction gets because they become emotionally dependent on it uh-huh. and what I advocate people do is not just stop looking at pornography but develop a positive lifestyle so this means getting in touch with your feelings learning to talk to people about your feelings we guys aren't so great at that so yeah, learning true. to be more open rely on others and just having a positive lifestyle <coughs> excuse me there you're good you know, finding finding ways to have joy and in good ways, learning to manage one's emotions, increasing one's emotional intelligence, strengthening relationships feels great once people get into it. We really don't teach people coping skills or relationship skills. You're just supposed to learn on it all on your own. So I tell people that go to the group and, and, and get into the menu, they can be a better person than they would have been. It's not a disaster that they have this problem. It's an opportunity for growth because they're more motivated to learn these new skills and tools and, and it'll help them have deeper relationships. So in the end, not that anyone wants to go through this, it can be a good thing. That is true. That is true. Russ, thank you so much for coming in and talking about this program. I admire your your willing to serve the community and other people uh, that struggle with this issue because it is a pretty big problem throughout not just the community in the world. And um, if any of you have any questions or if you want to watch before maybe you go to one of these meetings, Russ has some really amazing YouTube videos. I've seen a couple of them. Um, where can they find the? It's just you just type in Russ or is it Russ? <coughs> no, just my last name, Siegenberg. Siegenberg. S E I G E N B E R G. And then step one or step two, and it'll pop up. Yeah, right on YouTube. Not a lot of Siegenbergs running around. Not a lot of Siegenbergs. So you should be able to find him just fine on YouTube. And uh, if you guys have any questions about the program, uh, go ahead and you can message me on Instagram. And I could easily forward you um, Dr. Siegenberg's information. And, yeah, thank you so much for coming in, Russ. You bet. Great being with you, McKay. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We got an amazing, amazing show coming up. Um, We have an awesome dating story with um, Rebecca. She is going to tell us about one of her worst dates ever, and we're actually really excited to hear from her. I bet she's pretty nervous, but she's going to do great. We have The Distance from Cake. They are an amazing band. I love this band from many, probably many of you heard the song from the movie Go about the awesome snail. Uh, This is one of my favorite songs. So we're going to go ahead and play this. We'll be right back with Rebecca. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be right back. Welcome, welcome back. That was Cake the Distance. Um, I apologize from the beginning of the song. The volume was down. I hopefully were able to catch the rest of the awesome jam. But yeah, you're listening to 92.3 KBLU LP Aggie Radio. I'm McKay Wadsworth. This is The Wad Show. And my voice is crackly and gross because that bug is going around. 
Poor Dallin Lloyd is dead in the bed because he has the flu. He texts me this morning and says, McKay, I'm puking my guts out. Gross. Um, we need to come up with an audible here. And so I called up one of my dear friends, Rebecca Denny. She's in my public speaking class and is a baller and a scholar. And, you know, for our dating segment, we've been wanting to have her come in. And poor Dallin, he's going to miss it. But uh, Becca, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? <laughs> I am doing excellent. As I understand, I remember hearing in speech class, you have an awful, awful dating story. Yeah. <laughs> you ha- How, on a scale of 1 to 10, how awful was this? How awful? Um... I'd say probably about an 8. I'll give him a little bit it of... It was a solid 8 on the awful school. Yeah. So it wasn't a full <laughs> 10. So everyone just calm down. It's not that bad. So tell us about your story. What happened? Well, um, I was at work, and I got this text from this guy. And I didn't know him super great. Like, we were... Yeah. I, I knew who he was, of course. Um, and a little background about him. He's homeschooled, which isn't a bad thing, oh, I think. Oh, homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's, like, three kinds of homeschooled people, right? There there's yeah. the completely normal ones. And then the, the ones that are super, yeah, shy and backwards and quiet. And then, yeah. like, the super loud political ones who, like, talk about themselves. The, and they're the, all this, their parents like, crazy. are probably like that, too, hence why they are Yep. <laughs> so, So he was the last one, which okay. is awesome. <laughs> And so he asked me if I wanted to go see Incredibles 2. It was right when that had oh, come out. Oh, boy. And wasn't I wasn't too long to ago. It. No, it wasn't too long Not ago. Not too long ago at all. Um, and I wanted to see it. So I asked him what time it was and everything, and I would get off in time. Um, I'm from a super small town, so. Same it's here. A, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. It's a Just bit kidding, of a drive to the movie theater. but. How long was your drive to the movie theater? 30 minutes. Okay, we're about the same. Same yeah. story here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but he. Uh, asked if I wanted to go and double with his brother, also homeschooled, of course, and then the girl that his brother was dating at the time. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that'll totally work. And a little thing that's important, I hadn't eaten all day. And I told him this. You didn't eat all day. All day. Why did you not eat? <laughs> well, I don't normally eat breakfast, which is bad. I, know, I, I but can eat that. Sometimes <laughs> I'm the same. Um, but I just had skipped lunch because I was in a rush like to get to work and everything oh but I told gosh, him I told him that <laughs> I know it was not good um so like you need to feed me basically was the yeah, message you were sending exactly exactly okay. well I I told him like I need to go home and eat if we're not eating on the date and he was like okay and so I went home or when I was going home I was gonna go eat okay but I tried to finish my shift up really fast and I was taking the trash to the dumpster at the very end of my shift and their car pulls up um okay. the, the girl's car and she's like, okay, we're ready to go. And I was like, um, I'm literally still at work. <laughs> so I drive home, but they, like, beat me to my house, which is super awkward. So they're just, like, sitting, awkward. standing by my door. And Are you serious? That yeah, so it was bad. so bad. <laughs> it's so awkward. So I let him inside because I don't want him just, like, standing on my porch. And I went yeah. and I changed out of my work clothes really fast. And I, like, had to make some posters for an event okay. that I was helping with, I guess. Um and I started making them, and they were like, oh, we'll make the other one, because there are two posters. So I let them help with one. Yeah. And my mom walks in as we're making them, and she had one, two free tickets to the movies, I guess. Really? And so she, like, gives them to me and says very, like, intentionally out loud, um, here, you can pay for the movie, and then Noah can buy you food since you haven't eaten. And I was like, thank you, Mom. Thank you for saying that. Thank you, Mama. (laughs) Yep. And so we got that established, and I'm pretty sure Noah heard. Like, I don't know how you wouldn't, but 
we left and we were definitely on time we were going to be on time to the movie but this girl was like crazy driver and she was that is the worst (laughs) it was so scary it's like a 65 65 miles per hour over there (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh and she was driving 90 90 90 i don't know how she didn't get pulled over that would have made your date even more interesting. That might have raised the worst date I've, level, maybe to like a nine, maybe. I have been on a date where the guy's gotten pulled over, though. Really? <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, Later towns. story. Definitely. Yeah, definitely <laughs> another worst date story. Oh. Anyway, so we get into town, and I just kind of was like, hey, do you think we'd have time to like get some food or something? And then I realized I hadn't brought, in, brought any money, because I had changed out of my other clothes. No. And, yeah. But he was like, oh, no, we need to just go to the movie because we're going to be late. But we were so early. Like, it was before the previews even started. We go in. I give him the tickets. And then he didn't even offer to buy snacks or anything. No. Well, movie viewer snacks are super duper heck and yeah. expensive. But, oh, like, since he didn't pay for the tickets, and I think he was planning on paying. I hope he was planning on paying for the tickets when he asked me. <laughs> that would even made it worse. Like, yeah. well, I guess we're not watching the movie because I don't have money, man. <laughs> like, so basically, that? I just paid for him to go to a movie and almost died on the way there. But that's fun. But anyway, we're like waiting for the previews to even start. And the other two are like all cuddly. And it's my first date with this kid. And it was just super oh, awkward. Oh, no. that's awkward anyways. That is really bad. But the movie was good. You I didn't try to make any moves. No. Thank goodness. That I think. bad. He could tell that I was uncomfortable. So. Well, maybe it was because, you know, you're starving. Yeah, that could be. That might be a huge factor. Definitely. Into the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we watched the movie. And then afterward, I just kind of, like, hinting, like, hey, like, we could go get food. And they're all like, oh, no, no, we'll just get home. And so we drive home. And this girl, who's a crazy driver, as we've already mentioned, um... On the way home, I think... So, she lived in a different town, so she would go a different way. Okay. Um, but, like, going to my city, um, she wasn't exactly sure where she was going, I think. But oh, no. she was, like, talking to us as she's driving, and she just drifts into the other lane, like, the other side of the road. You feel the rumble strips on both tires, oh, you know? It was so scary. Oh, my gosh. And so... Um, I bet you were saying some prayers. If you weren't yeah, religious, you weren't I was definitely now. praying. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You're very, yes. very scared. <laughs> And she, like, comes back into her lane um, and just goes, what are rumble strips even for? <laughs> and I was like... To keep us alive? For, for you. <laughs> <laughs> to make me realize how bad this is? Yeah, it was so bad. It was scary. And what a it was dark. Question. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and she, on the, on the rest of the way home, she was like, I'm not really sure where I'm going, but hopefully we'll get there. And Noah was like, Becca has her license if you, like, need her to drive. And she, I kid you not, turns around in her chair and, like, makes eye contact with me. And she's just like, no offense, but I don't trust you to drive my car. And, like, turns around and keeps driving. As she's driving. Exactly. As she is driving. Exactly. I'm like, I don't trust you to drive my car. <laughs> yeah. Please. So bad. Oh, so my bad. gosh. That is bad. Yeah. And so this is the worst part here. Okay. We get into town. And on Main Street, you can basically turn left over uh-huh. to Michael and Noah's place, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, or you can turn right towards my house. And okay. so we're going down Main Street, and we're just, like, talking. Well, I was mostly listening because they're all, like, super good at talking about themselves, which is fine, which is fine. Um, and I I guess I, I think I mentioned something about 
like food again because I was so hungry. <laughs> Maybe that's rude. But Please, can I be fed? Please. Yeah. <laughs> and so this Starting. other girl is just like, oh yeah, I'm super hungry too. We should go back to your house, like Michael, like the other guy. We should go back to your house and have some dinner. And so we're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds so good. You're like, yes, please. Exactly. Finally, I'm starving the whole entire day. And so this is what happens. Ready? We're driving. She turns right, drops me off at my house, and then they all went and ate dinner without me. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> they ate dinner without you? Yes. It was so They're, funny. like, in the car with you. Like, hey, we should totally eat. Yeah. Drop Becca off, and they just left you. I know. I'm pretty sure they asked me. They were like, do you want, like, does that sound good, Becca? And I was like, yeah. And they just dropped me off. Maybe they have, like, telepathy, and they're just like, no, we're not bringing her. Like, <laughs> how do you. Maybe did I they, just edit, a like, really did, bad date, or they I don't that. know. <laughs> that, like, I wonder what your guy, like, your date was thinking. Like, whoa, are we not eating with Becca? I don't know. I don't know, because he, he, like, came and got my door for me, which is nice. Did he ever talk to you after and was like, hey, I'm sorry that I starved you. That must have no. been really weird. Sorry, my sister or whatever was like. Nope. <laughs> that is awful. So how did the second date go? Uh, there wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> was, I was about to laugh yeah. if there was. Like, I gave him another chance. And like, no. I doubled with him a different time, but I didn't go out with him again. How did the double go? Was that better? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Same story, didn't get fed. No, um, <laughs> no, he wasn't in charge of planning it, so there was definitely I think, food. <laughs> I bet from now on, every time you go on a date, you're just like, okay, I am hungry. If you <laughs> have no money, a little bit before. <laughs> you know what? That's a smart idea, really. Like, don't eat a ton, but eat enough to where you can survive. Yeah, I think that's an awesome dating tip right there. So before you head out, this was an eight out of ten bad dating story. Yeah. What advice would you give to future girls? Like you said, eat a little bit before. What else would you suggest? to avoid a crappy situation like this definitely bring some money just in case too because <clears throat> like i don't know if i hadn't brought those tickets i don't know if he would have paid for my ticket because i don't know if he was planning on that if he didn't offer to buy maybe me he was a super duper cheapskate yeah. maybe <laughs> so bring a little bit of money you don't have to use it but like just in case <laughs> okay it's probably good i don't know don't maybe make sure that the other person you're with isn't an insane driver <laughs> Make sure you know the people, basically. Yeah. Blind dates are so hard for stuff like that, to I've be never honest. been on a completely blind date. A but. complete blind date. Well, I have. It is not the best thing I have ever had <laughs> happen to me, for sure. But yeah, Becca, this is a life-changing story for a lot of people, I bet. Thank you so <laughs> much for coming in. Yeah, I bet it was so scary being on the radio. It was, a, pretty, it was a little bit scary. <laughs> That's okay. Well, hey, go on more dates. Create more stories, hopefully not bad ones, hopefully and we'll not. have you back if you do <laughs> any, any okay. awful ones. Um, but yeah, thanks to Becca for coming in for our bad date section of the week. You guys, if you want to look at more bad dating stories, what we look at here at what the Wad Show is USU's um, USU Worst Dates on Instagram. They have amazing, amazing, funny, flipping stories. I actually think there's a guy on USU Worst Dates. I you like you don't they don't name names but you kind of get the vibe like oh my gosh it's this guy i don't know it's a small campus sometimes and you just kind of know people too well but yeah 
Go ahead and see if you can find your friend <laughs> on that app. Maybe poor Becca will send her story in. It might make the Insta. But hey, thank you so much one more time for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so next up we have Maya Omaya. But before we start up on the entertainment section, we got Colors by Group Love. This is one of my favorite Group Love songs. Their new album you should check out. I played one of their newer songs recently. It's fantastic. Go check it out. But we're going to play Colors by Group Love, and we're going to be right back. So here we go. That was Colors by Group Love. Awesome band. Cannot suggest them any more than I have already have before at the studio. They are an amazing band. Go and check them out. But hey, we got Maya Maya in the studio. Maya, how's it going? I am here. You are here. I am here. <laughs> it was hard to get here. Just like mindfully, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I'm tired, dude. Does it so feel tired. like at the end of this semester that we're just like going off steam? Uh huh. I am seriously this is exactly just, like, what it is. Forward, yeah. Just trying, I slept God. almost all day yesterday. It oh was, my gosh, that sounds. Glorious. It was rough. So did I. So did yeah. I. I think we're all just dying here. Yep. But hey, while I bet you were resting, I bet Disney Plus was on your mind. It was. I have not actually gotten it yet, but... You have not gotten it yet. I Maya. I have mixed feelings about it. I, tell, us, tell, us your, tell us your woes. Tell us what's going on. So, I love that, you know, so many company... Well, no, I don't love this, actually. Like... Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. Those were like the three big... The three big ones. Big ones that people were like, oh, yes. And, you know, Prime comes with your Prime membership. And that's exciting. And, like, Hulu and Netflix both had their own things. But now every single company is like, oh, we're going to pull all of our shows from Netflix. And we're going to start yeah. our own show, which is going to be, like, 10 bucks a month. And it's like, I can't afford all of these. And Just those keep are my it. favorite shows, too. Yeah, right. Hawaii Five-O. The Office, um, the, for me. Oh, least. yeah. I think I they're think pulling Friends off. And Parks and Rec. Are they pulling Parks and Rec? I would assume, because <sighs> NBC's pulling The Office. I would not understand. Uh, I mean, it only makes sense. But see, that's the thing. is like Netflix is going to become obsolete. And Netflix, it was this amazing idea because you could take all of these different shows and have it on one platform. Yeah. That's, I loved Netflix for that. And now we have to have all these different subscriptions because all these different shows come out with these... Um their own platforms and so i don't like the fact that disney decided to jump on this bandwagon but at the same time like they do have interesting shows and they have shows that i haven't seen since i was a little girl and um i just handed her the laptop of disney he did Plus. and it's just i mean they've got <laughs> nat geo they've got you know original shows i'm actually really interested in the mandalorian Oh, my God. We'll talk about the minority in a second. <laughs> but you know what, Maya? I agree with you wholeheartedly because, I mean, the one thing that made instant streaming so great is that it was not cable. Yeah. You didn't have 500 channels. You didn't have exactly. to pay an insane amount. You had a great price right. for a lot of content, which yeah. is, um, like, I am surprised that it worked, like Netflix. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really, like, it destroyed all renting movie services and it became the king mm-hmm. of streaming. It did. But I think what was going on is that they just, like Disney and other corporations, they're just like, wait a second. They're making so much money, and we actually have, like, they're, The Office is the number one stream show yeah. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, the number one. Yeah. You know, they have, and Netflix does have some really awesome flagship shows, like Stranger Things. Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil. All of the Marvel ones are super big, which yeah. are now going to go out because nope. of, no, nope. they're not. Netflix is keeping those ones. Netflix is keeping those. That is some new information I did not know. Uh, we actually talked about those shows 
on, yes, we did. on a recent segment. But I, I think it's just they just started realizing. And I think that's the hugest re- realization is all of a sudden, like, the problem that was with cable, with having, like, Dish and all these different things, mm-hmm. is now coming to... Two streaming, streaming services. And yep. it was only inevitable, I thought. You yeah. know, it sucks. It was nice while it lasted. Yeah, and, I mean, I was a little bit... When I heard about Disney Plus's streaming service, I mean, I started to notice that they were taking off Marvel movies and, like, right. certain shows. Yeah. And I was a little bit skeptical. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you the one thing that sold me. I am a great... I wouldn't say an avid Star Wars fan. I know a little bit too much where people <laughs> would probably think I am a, a crazy Star Wars nerd, but... The Mandalorian is their flagship show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like we can try the free trial and I can see this. Right. First episode, bam. I was like, really? I will keep my subscription. That good? Yeah, I told my mom, I'm mooching off my mom's. <laughs> yeah, account, I was going to start like a family you know, account because you yeah, have a family so many account screens, by far but... is the coolest thing. And it's like only seven bucks a month. Right, but those prices are going to skyrocket. I can guarantee you they will, especially with like a Mandalorian season two. Exactly. And the thing is, like, will I probably keep it? I mean, The Mandalorian is by far the best show, I think, personally, on mm-hmm. Disney. And I know a lot of people may say, no, High School Musical, or any of their other vintage shows. Uh-huh. But the fact that they are creating new content for right. me is a huge aspect of why I think yeah. they're still moving forward. Yeah. But you said there's some shows. You said you wanted to see The Mandalorian. Wanted to see The Mandalorian. What other appeases you in, in Disney Plus that would might make you tempted to get it? A few of the Marvel shows. A few of them. Um, Loki. I'm oh, interested yeah. in that one. I was disappointed to find out that those did not start off. Like, I mean, it sounds stupid. Right, I wanted them to be right there. Like, like right there. You, yeah. I went right directly to Marvel. Right. And I was like, you where's like Loki? You there, not where's here. Where's the What If show? Yeah, that that's the other one. About? Loki, What If, um, Winter Soldier, and Falcon. Those were the three that were like, oh, those would be interesting. I'm not as much interested in Wanda and Vision. Yeah, I mean, it's a romance that is gone. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why they're having to show on that, to be honest. Like, the one thing, I I heard a theory that's like, maybe this is, like, Wanda has completely lost her mind after losing Vision. That would be epic. And it, like, leads into the Doctor Strange um, horror horror film that's supposed to come out in a couple years. So that could be something, but... That'd be good. I would have to hear reviews about it first. And I actually heard it's necessary to own... um, Like, you have to have Disney Plus now to understand future films. That's what I've heard, too. And I don't like that. Which I don't like I do not like that. I don't like that they are like, oh, because, I mean... It's a money scheme. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, and you didn't have to know Agents I did not of S.H.I.E.L.D. Have to, to understand to be honest, any Marvel Agents movies. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not that good. First couple seasons were. I watched a couple episodes, and I just knew kind of, like, people were like, yeah, don't invest too much in it, because it just doesn't finish It well. doesn't, it didn't finish well, I can't watch shows opinion. knowing, like, it's sad mm-hmm. to know the spoiler, but it's like, at the same time, I need to know, because shows take so much time. They do. Time, yeah, it's not I like a movie time. where you can sit down for two hours and be done with and it. And be like, oh, that was awful, or hey, that was really good. Uh-huh. It's but, a, yeah. You have to invest so much time in it, but yeah. So um, you yeah. say Marvel's gonna raise prices? Do I, you think, I think they are. in the end game? No pun intended no. here. <laughs> that soon. this is an awful idea. I mean, Disney Plus has been really huge oh. attraction, but they've kind of screwed over some shows. Like mm-hmm. The Simpsons has had some issues with frame 
cutting. Really? Yeah. There's actually The Simpsons has all the seasons on there, but fans of The Simpsons are saying, "Hey, you there like because when it was originally aired on older TVs, mm-hmm. they had it adjusted to HD format. Right. So a lot of the background has been cut off, and Simpsons fans say like some of the best scenes are the backgrounds of watching your goofy characters like mm-hmm. doing background political slander, right. you know, satirical and, things. Yeah, I've heard that Disney Plus has taken some of that stuff out, and they've like, actually ruined a lot of it. And some people are really ticked. So, yeah. do you think Disney's is going to burn with this? Do you think they're going to prosper because I mean people are just going to pay it because I feel like the Mandalorian is just that's what sold me right what are your thoughts on this I think there are enough diehard Disney fans out there that it's going to succeed like don't get me wrong shows like The Simpsons and Bob's Burgers I think that's on here or it was on here but Netflix or they took it off or something like that oh really Um, I did not know that I've heard that there have been some shows that are like taken out because they weren't kid friendly or something like that and it made a lot of people there are some shows that surprised me like yeah. I'm like, wow, this is on Disney Plus. I was surprised that The Simpsons was on Disney Plus. This is another complaint I have. I think honestly that they should have two types of settings, like children and yes. like adults. Children and adults. Yep. Yeah. But hey, time's wrapping up. Um we're gonna have to head out. But hey, cool. you wanted to show me a yes. song. There was a song I wanted you to play. What, who who is it? Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. And, and this is one of their newer songs. Uh huh. It? It's from Frozen Two. It's okay. Into the Unknown. Into the unknown. Oh, I found it. Aha. We're gonna play it. Maya has suggested it, so therefore it shall be. Oh, thank you, Maya. Thanks for coming in and talking no Disney Plus with yeah. me. Yeah, and don't worry, I am going to get it eventually. I just have to find people and willing to pay the once price. Once you with do me. get it, go ahead and uh, give us some of reviews and we'll thoughts do. about some of your favorite shows. We'll do. Okay, guys, we're gonna listen to Into the Unknown from the Frozen Two soundtrack by Panic at the Disco. Let's hear how it sounds. We'll talk. We'll see you right back with Kipper Snack. Welcome back, everybody. That was Panic at the Disco Into the Unknown. Maya uh, suggested that song. That is on the new Frozen 2 soundtrack. That is actually coming up pretty soon. Um, but, hey, we actually have Sean from Kipper Snack on with us. How you doing, Sean? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so tell us um, more about your genre of music. What exactly do you play at Kipper Snack? Ooh. Um, so Kippersnack kind of just started as like a, like a side project, just kind of making whatever I wanted, really. Oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. As it's gone forward, I think it's been kind of more like, uh, it's been pretty indie pop, kind of with a little bit of like jazz root. Uh-huh. Um, as we play more live shows, we've sort of been making it turn a little bit more rock. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I'd say probably still very like indie pop though. Indie pop, yeah. I I love your guys' sound. I actually remember when you were the lead singer for the the band the Sardines, and holy cow! I mean, there's a lot of local bands where you hear they're like, oh yeah, like they're good, you know, and not a lot of them have a unique sound because I mean, you just don't have the budget to really invest in a lot of like musical tools to really make it really spark. So I really was like, wow, I'm digging the Sardines because your voice is so uniquely awesome that I've never heard before. You have such a talent. And even like bringing it back up with Kipper Snack, I was like, oh, man, Sean is back. It's so good to have you in the music fold again after Sardines. Do you ever have people comment on your voice and like say how unique it is? Or <laughs> uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, definitely that's like... Um, 
the first thing a lot of people tell me is that my voice is very unique, which is, like, very kind. Um, I'm not, like, the best singer, so sometimes I'm like, man, I wish you would just say that I, I sing good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do think you sing good, Sean. I think you're an amazing oh, thank singer. You. Thank you. <laughs> you're too kind. No, yeah, definitely. Um, that's, like, what drew um, the band members of all my bands to me is uh, definitely my voice. Oh, really? Because I'm assuming you got a lot of, like, um, rollover with the Sardines fans just coming to support you. Um, have you ever had any shows or any, like, people messaging saying, hey, think, like, have you ever, have ever has anyone talked to, to you about your new songs or, like, um, giving you any support that way? Have you been surprised with that? Um, yeah, so there, um, with the sardines rolling over, I think the genre of music's a lot different. The sardines is a lot more like, uh, teenage, like, angsty, punky type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> while, while, uh, Kipper Snack's a bit more like, uh, older, uh, poppy music. Yeah. And so we, we haven't really had that big of a rollover. I've seen, like, uh, one or two people come up to me after, like, a Kipper Snack show and been like, hey... I used to be big into the sardines, so I came to check it out. Um, but I haven't. There hasn't been like anything big yet. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. I mean, you. I mean, it makes it makes kind of sense. I mean, as far as Spotify goes, I'm looking at it right now. You have two singles out, two EPs, mm-hmm. and so I mean, it sounds like you're just getting the the ground rolling. You know, it's kind of expected yeah. at this point. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's definitely like completely restarted. Has it been, have you seen differences between the startup of the Sardines compared to the startup of Kipper Snack? Like benefits and cons? Oh yeah, um, for sure. So when uh, I first started Sardines, it was a long, long time ago. A long <laughs> like time a, ago. I was like a senior or junior in high school. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, we just started Sardines. I, I grew up in Heber, um and uh, me and my friends all played music up there, and we didn't even, like, think of the music scene outside of Heber. So we would just play, like, little basement shows, and it was that for, like, probably a whole, like, year of just doing that. Uh-huh. So the Sardines definitely started out a lot slower than Kipper Snack did, and it went through a lot of different musicians because um, a lot of kids live... Um, move away for college or move away for like LDS missions, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it took a long time to get the ball rolling with sardines for sure. I would assume so. Man, that's crazy. Have you, uh, this may be a, like, I mean, sardines and the kippers, they're both your babies. Do you prefer, <laughs> I, think, I mean, maybe it's just it's your time in your life. Like it seems like you went from teenage punk rock to like more of an indie pop because maybe your opinion of like how you project your sound or how you write has changed maybe does that influence like what band has been your kind of like your favorite so far um yeah definitely i think writing um the sardines album chameleon uh-huh. um, with uh, my friend tanner and uh colby and cole they were like the members at that point we like uh-huh. that album together and at the time that was like the best thing i'd ever done like it was like my whole world like everything i did about it i loved so much Uh Uh and then like a few months later you listen back and you're like oh that's trash why did i do that (laughs) (laughs) 
every release you do, you're like, oh, that's so bad. I could have done so much better. And so I think that, like, um, at the time, the Sardines album was my favorite for sure. And then a few months later, I was like, no, this is awful. But now that it's been a year, I'm going back to it thinking, like, yeah, this is some of my best work for sure. Um, but I do really enjoy making Kippersnack music because Kippersnack kind of, like, in a way, it's like my solo project. So uh-huh. I just kind of re- write and record the parts in my room. And usually it's a very clear feeling where with Sardines, it was a bunch of us going at the same song. The We did our best to make the feeling very clear, but a lot easier to do it when it's just one person it is way easier because i mean you're working with other artists and they have their opinions i was actually talking to the the painted roses um they're a band here in logan they're they're pretty good but he was talking about how hard it is to actually like to work with some people about creating your idea but they're also wanting to input ideas like i can i mean that's pretty difficult sometimes i'd probably understand oh yeah it's very hard it's uh my basis used to say that (laughs) it's like a uh, horse designed by a committee is going to be a camel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it still runs and it looks kind of cool, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's not what you're going for, but hopefully you're like, I hope everyone likes it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Cause for it's sure. hard to create your vision, but also create like keep friendships. I mean, like, I guess you could say like, it's like, don't start a business with your family or friends. Have you ever heard that saying? I mean, oh yeah. I mean, like it can maybe ruin relationships. I mean, I've seen it done before, but like even with a band, man, like mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure you yeah. really know <laughs> what you're doing when you started. I guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, what do you see with the future of Kippersnack? What's your overall vision for this uh, for this project? Um, so Kippersnack, like, I feel like it really just started. July fifth, we put out Deer, and then that's when I was like all right, I'm going to do this full time. And, and Sardines had just broken up like in July. And um, so this year we've kind of been like bouncing between members and we finally found like our solid lineup. And I'm hoping that 2020, um, I have plans to release an EP in the spring that's almost done being recorded. We have a single that's on that coming out this Friday, November uh-huh. 22nd. And um, so I'm hoping to get that EP out, and I'm just hoping to, um, like, do a little tour in June 2020. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. With Sardines, I created a lot of connections um, with some production companies and with some some just really cool bands that are out of state. Uh Um, I'm trying to hit them up and do a little tour through the West Coast. Oh, sweet. Like uh, Colorado, do, like, a big circle. Um, so I'm hoping to spread out a little bit and get people to actually hear the song. That's the main goal for right now. Awesome. Well, hey, when you do your tour, make sure to stop through Logan, even though like West Coast is not really <laughs> Logan based. But like yeah, any any local sure. show, like I'm pretty sure everyone, like I would be coming out to see you. I really like your music, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Awesome. So hey, yeah. we are gonna play one of your songs. What song are we gonna play right now? Um, Aburrito. Tell us a little bit about the song. What, what inspired it? Yeah, for sure. So, Operator's a song I wrote. It's actually the very first song I ever wrote by myself, like, uh, with a computer. Uh-huh. So I wrote it um, in GarageBand probably two years ago, as mostly as a joke. Like, 
uh, I used to go to Valor Open Mic a lot. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember I was talking to this girl online, and she was like, she was so cool, so nice. And I was like, ooh, yay. And then all of a sudden, she told me that she was actually only into girls and that it was really hard to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so awkward. In Provo. <laughs> and uh, she told me that, like, um, if people have colored hair, then she has a chance at, like, flirting with them. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I'll talk and, uh, to you later. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what that's about. It's like, I mean... The, the lyrics are like you got green in your pockets and green in your hair because uh, she had like green hair um, Valor only takes cash and it was just about that experience so it's not like incredibly like a deep story but um, it's just supposed to be like a groovy song about like the casual pastime if that makes sense awesome that does make sense and hopefully um, we can hear from you again too I th- Sean thank you so much for calling in man I really love your music everyone you should check out his two EPs on Kipper Snack and if you love that um, his his band the, his previous band the Sardines they also have some pretty great stuff on um, Spotify you should go check that out if you really love his sound you should you should go and check that out but we're going to go ahead and play Aburrito really awesome to Sean thanks for calling in man I hope to see you down yeah. in Logan sometime Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. We'll keep in touch. You have a good one. Here's Aburrito, guys. Hello, hello. What is going on, everybody? Glad to have you back. That was Kipper Snack, Aburrito. We are happy to um, have them on the show. Sean is such a great guy. Really, honestly, go check out their stuff on um, on Spotify. Their Sardines was his first band. And then Kipper's next, his new project, 2020 is hopefully when they're going to get their boots off the ground and start doing tour and come out with some more stuff. So definitely go and check that out. Guys, it is time to wrap it up. Uh, I hope you could deal with my raspy voice. I'm really sorry. Sickness, man, it's going around. Everyone, go take some medicine and make sure you're getting your vitamin C in you because... This bug is going around, and it ain't fun, especially on campus, so be sure to stay healthy, eat some apples, you know, do what you need to do, because, geez, finals are coming up, and we don't need none of this. So uh, thank you all for listening. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram, The Watch Show is The Watch Show on Instagram. Also on Facebook, you can follow us. We post a lot of content, memes, and questionnaires, and just a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, be sure to follow me on there. That would mean a lot to me. Uh, be sure to comment too if you see anything funny and send it my way. If you got any worst dates ideas, uh, follow USU Worst Dates. They're really great content. And if you have your worst date, go ahead and send it to me. Really love hearing, <laughs> hearing those stories. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And yeah, we'll see you next week, 8 a.m. Monday morning.